Kia welcome back to the Tūmaiti Podcast. This is a special podcast episode where I will be sharing the first two sections of my book that I published last year, The Tūmaiti Way, How to Overcome the Challenges of Life and Business Using Primal Māori Maxim. So over the next four episodes, I'm going to be sharing with you the first four chapters, but uh, today, this episode here is the introduction and uh, the first kind of chapter well it's not really a chapter but it's called Korero with Pa which is a throwback to my childhood and um, and it sort of sets the scene for the rest of the book but um, so I'm going to be sharing those two chapters with you today and at the end me and Atafai will be going over these first two sections and we'll be having a little bit of a chat like an author sort of takeaway type of thing and um, if you guys want to get access to the book, uh, the first four chapters without the commentary, straight away you can head over to chumaldi.com. You'll see uh, where you can enter your name and email and we'll send those uh, first four chapters over to you straight away so you can listen to the audiobook or you can read the PDF copy that I've created just for the first four chapters. Um, Other than that, you can expect to see all four chapters on the podcast. If you don't want to wait and you want to dig into you know, the first four chapters, head over to chumori.com, enter your name and email, and we'll send those first four chapters to you directly. And if you found value out of these first uh, two sections and you feel like you're ready to pull the trigger and you want to purchase the book, there's going to be a special discount available just for you guys who opt into the email list so um, it's a win-win you know head over to chumori.com enter your name and email we'll send you the first four chapters and if you want to purchase the uh, audiobook and ebook you can get the rest of it for a um, special discount for newsletter subscribers anyway fine note hope you enjoy the first two chapters and we'll see you at the end for the review Cheer. the chumori way how to overcome the challenges of life and business using Primal Māori Maxim. Written by Will J.H. Carr. Narrated by Will J.H. Carr. Primal Māori Maxim number one. Seek the treasure you value most. If you bow your head, let it be to a lofty mountain. If you're like most people, you were taught to be a good person. Work hard, never quit, and you will get what you want. If that were true, why don't most people ever reach the treasures they seek most dearly? Perhaps you're at that point now. Perhaps you're frustrated with the 9 to 5 grind. Perhaps you're tired of the long days and nights without seeing your family. If you've been scratching your head, wondering when all these years of hard work will ever pay off, then you've picked up the right book at the right time. Here's why. In his brand new book, The Chermoldi Way, Will Carr reveals the little-known secret process to overcome the challenges of life and business using primal Māori maxim. Primal being of first importance and maxim being principles of conduct. You see, people who achieve success and get ahead understand this. Success is not about your level of charisma. It's not about your skills or how much talent you have. And it's definitely not about how hard you work. It's about you having rules and principles to follow, and simple, easy processes, systems and frameworks you can use. Whether you're a student, entrepreneur, employee, leader, new to business or a veteran, you will find a goldmine of practical ideas in here 
that are easy to grasp and easy to carry out. Inside the Chew Moldy Way, you'll discover the 17 Primal Moldy Maxim that allows you to overcome the challenges of life and business, even if you know nothing at all about being in business. The unique 12-step process to take you from surviving to thriving. The most powerful promise you must make to yourself, how to level up faster. All the best do it, and so can you. Three unwritten rules I broke that cost me $12,000. Break these rules, and it will cost you as well. The number one rule that absolutely gets your ideal customer's attention, break it and your customers will tune out of your message. The one question to ask your customers before creating anything and much, much more. And if you learn anything, let it be this maxim. Let there be only one star shining in the sky. And that shining star should be you. Once you harness the power of Primal Moldy Maxim and the True Moldy Way, you'll be well on your way to becoming the shining star in your industry. So why a book about life and business? It's because life and business go hand in hand. What people don't realise is, your life is your business. I heard this first from hip-hop artist Jay-Z. I'm not a businessman, I'm a business man. When you go to work, you show up as your business. Your home is your business. How you run your life is your business. You see, the origin of business comes from Old English busyness, the state of being busy. Business is the activity of making one's living or making money by producing or buying or selling products such as goods and services. You see, if you are working for anyone else, your business is providing a service to your employer. It's your job to show up and provide a great service for your boss. For most of you reading this book, you most likely saw Māori business and overlooked the life side. If you did this, it could be a mistake. Let me explain. Most people who start a business believe their problems stem from the business. Top-ranked keynote speaker Michael Port states, many business problems are personal problems in disguise. Another way to say it is people have personal problems that show up in their business. When you accept you are the business, you start to work on yourself. This starts to reflect on your business so when you experience any trouble ask how can I improve myself to overcome this challenge it is the very same reason people earn different wages for example if you want to be a millionaire you need to become a person who is worthy of being a millionaire you see the reason why the majority of people who win the lotto tend to return to the wage they earned before they won It's because they were never worthy of holding that money. So they blew the majority of it and returned to their financial set point. What is the Chermoldi Way? The Chermoldi Way is a process that will help anyone go from where they are to where they want to be in 12 easy steps. The Primal Moldi Maxim form the foundations of each step. The awesome thing is anyone can learn these 12 steps. You don't need to have any special skills talent to take advantage of this framework you don't even need to speak maori all you need to do is follow the steps and do the exercises warning before anybody gets upset i'm sure you may find some grammatical mistakes i hope you can see past the small things to see the bigger picture now come off your high horse and jump on this chair maori waka let's get going hee-ha free membership for readers of the chair maori way Retail value $197.
Claim your free templates and training membership, action step sheets and templates, Maui's rope template, Maui's productivity rope, Chair Māori power course and so much more. Claim your free training now, www.chairmaoriuniversity.com forward slash power. Toku pepeha. Ko maunga homi te maunga. Maunga homi is my mountain. Ko waipawa te awa. Waipawa is my river. Ko te aitanga a mahaki te iwi. Te aitanga a mahaki is my tribe. Ko te whanau a kai te hapu. Te whanau a kai is my sub-tribe. Ko horauta te waka. Horauta is my canoe. Ko takitumu te marae. Takitumu is my meeting house. Ki te taha o toku papa on my father's side. Ko hukurangi te maunga, hukurangi is my mountain. Ko waiapu te awa, waiapu is my river. Ko Ngāti Porau te iwi, Ngāti Porau is my tribe. Ko te whānau ataki moana te hapu, te whānau ataki moana is my sub-tribe. Ko horauta te waka, horauta is my canoe. Ko ohine waiapu te marae, ohine waiapu is my meeting house. Ki te taha o tōku mama on my mother's side. Ko William James Horikā. Toku ingoa, my name is William James Hori Ka. He Māori ahau, I am Māori. Chirp. Slang to know. Before we get started, here's a quick breakdown of some slang used in the book. For those who are unfamiliar with the colourful language of New Zealand, this will be very helpful. Let's start with the first one. Chir. Chir. Chir has many meanings depending on the words it, it's coupled with and the tonality applied to it. For example... Chir can mean thank you, wow, awesome, yes, hello, goodbye, or a gesture of good faith. Chir is a very versatile word and is very handy to have. Bro, breather. Short for brother, best friend, or really good mate. Bay, bay, or bay, all different spellings, is commonly used to replace anyone's name. Similar to bro, but can be used for both male and female, like bro or my friend. Bay is a great word to use if you don't know a person's name. For example, someone drops their keys, you would say, Bay, you dropped your keys! And if you were the person who dropped the keys, you'll turn around and reply, Chur, meaning thanks you heaps. Got it, Bay? Simple, Chur. Fala. Fala is usually a guy no one knows the name of. Also can be used to replace people's names, i.e. this fella. As, as, spelt with a S or a Z, is used to emphasise a subject, i.e. keen as, meaning, yes, I'm very excited to do this. Mean, mean can be used to replace awesome, i.e. be your mean as, meaning, you are beyond awesome. Cuz, use the same way as bro or bay is used. Too much, too make it, need alright. Use when something good happens or awesome can also be used to say job well done or nice work. Yena ye. Yena ye is the same as saying yes. Yena. Yena means no. There is plenty more New Zealand slang you can learn and a simple online search you will most likely find what you're looking for. But this list is all you will need to get through this book. Chirp. Dedication. To all the special people in my life, I dedicate this book to you. Special thanks to my lovely, beautiful wife, Atafaika, who has been my shoulder to lean on. You are the person I can always rely on to take care of my beautiful girls. Thank you for everything. You are amazing. My two beautiful daughters, Anya and Mazaya, for always loving Papa. You both inspire me. 
Mum, Dad, plus all the whanau and friends I have shared my life experiences with, I appreciate you all. Special dedication. I will never forget the first time I touched real snow. I was 12. It was the day my koro passed away. My nan, pa, paruru ka. We never get snow on the ley-lying areas of Gisborne, ever. The funny thing was, in all my years, I had never seen snow. While that little bit of snow fell, the sorrow and sadness for my pa passing away eased. Maybe it was pa letting us know he was okay, up with the creator. Either way, I knew he was someone special. So this book is a special dedication to my nan, my koro, Paruru Ka. It didn't matter if pa was sitting in his favourite chair, watching the news or speaking on the marae. Fact is, he had a huge influence on how I saw life as a Māori. He was a living proof I was no doubt a Māori. Why? Because I was the whitest, freckle-faced Māori out with green eyes. My name pa was pango, black, well, more of a dark chocolate type colour. He was tall, with thick black and grey hair, and he wore these old, thick, square-shaped glasses. Whenever we went up to the marae, I always remember him wearing his dark green coat with the fur collar, and he always had his walking stick with him. His walking stick was like his taiaha. I could stare at the carvings and power eyes on his rako for hours. Why was pa important? Well, being a fair white-skinned Māori can be hard sometimes. For example, I like brown bread more than white bread, only because I love the grainy texture. My cousins would say, Bae, you're like a Pākehā. At times, I felt like an outsider. To clarify, I do have English and Scottish heritage, but I always classify myself as a Māori first. My last piece of wisdom from Nam Paruru has stuck with me for life. When you're on the marae during whaikorero speech, some people may challenge you and try to prove they are right. If someone is trying to prove you are wrong and they are right, let them be right. Some people will argue to the death they are right. Even if they are wrong, all the evidence, data and numbers will all say they are wrong. Yet their ego blinds them from seeing the truth. It's all perspective. No point in arguing. Most disagreements are a mirror reflection of them, not of you. In saying that, you can go through this book and disagree with the ideas and the concepts. It's okay, you're entitled to your own opinion. Chirp. Throughout the book, I have little sections called Korero with Pa. Even though my Koro Paruru is no longer living, I know there is a higher spirit, a kaitiaki, spirit guide, watching over my whānau. One kaitiaki for my whānau is the Ruru, the wise old owl. Before leaving Palmerston North for Brisbane, Australia, I was a mixed bag of emotions. I felt excited, but I also felt nervous. But with $600 cash and a $1,200 credit card, off I went. As the Virgin aeroplane turned the bottom of the runway, a big old Ruru owl sat on the fence post. He was beautiful. It was an amazing sight. It was like someone was saying, We'll be watching over you. I will never forget it. On another occasion, one late night, I remember trying to get home from a Christmas party. It was late and we couldn't get a hold of anyone. My partner tried calling her whanau. No answers. We started to get worried. How the hell were we going to get home? But as she tried calling again, a ruru popped out of the tree above us. He was jumping and dancing in the tree looking at us. We both laughed and said, Hey, look at this cheeky manu. We watched him for a few minutes before he disappeared. Right there and there, I knew everything would be okay. 
Throughout this book, expect to see Paruru pop up and share his wisdom through primal Māori maxim. Korero with Pa. Kia ora, Pa. Kia ora, Moko. How was your first day back at school today? Oh, Pa, it was cool as. Our teacher asked us what we want to be when we grow up. We had to draw a picture and write a story and share it with the class. Man, it was cool as. I can't wait to get big. Oh, kāpai moko. So what do you want to be? Oh, I'm going to be a race car driver like my dad. My friend Atifai wants to be a ballerina and my cousin Rian wants to be the boss at KFC so she can eat heaps of chicken every day. Pa chuckled. That is cool, Moko. You can do anything you want. My story growing up. Do you remember when you were a kid? It was cool, eh? You could do anything you wanted. People would always ask, What do you want to be when you get big? Whatever you answered, you would most likely get a reply like, Oh, that's awesome! Or, Chur, too much! Or, Chur, need alright, bae! But if you were anything like me, moving towards the end of high school, things changed. The reality of the real world started kicking in. Those dreams of being an all-black or an actor were out the window. Still, for most of us, being a worker at the local KFC seemed more of a reality than anything else. I can still remember the last few weeks of school. My form class teacher, Mr Donaldson, was asking what we were going to do once we left school. Most of us didn't have a clue on what we were going to do, and I was one of them. Memories of mum and dad kicked in. I remember, we would sometimes have a conversation about it over tea. Dad would always remind us, you better stay in school and then go to university and get a good job. If you don't want to go to school, you better get a job or you can find somewhere else to live. Dad was a hard nut from the old school. Go to mahi or stay at school. I still wanted to go stock car racing, but it came at a cost. And I knew it. I was a little more fortunate than others. I stayed out of trouble and did the mahi at school. Truth is, I was too scared of getting a hiding. Those boots up the bum hurt like hell. At the end of high school, I had two options. An engineering apprenticeship or go to university to become a food technologist. Truth is, I had no idea what a food technologist was or even did for work. But I did have a better idea of what an engineer did. And I knew it would be in line with my dreams to become a super stock racer. Yet, I went against my heart and went to university to make my parents proud. University. University was big and scary. Especially coming from a little place like Waituhi near Gisborne. The work was hard and my first year I was failing. I kept wondering if I had made the right choice and I thought about quitting more times than I can remember. But with a lot of pressure on myself, I dug deep, kept my head down and done the mahi. At the end of a long, scrappy four years, I had my degree. Some of my friends left university with massive debit. The highest was over 85000 I thought my classmates were crazy to have put themselves into so much debit. After graduating, I headed to my first job as a qualified food technologist. At FCO Meatworks in Fielding, I found my position as a meat auditor. The work was easy, but I hated it. I felt like the local police officer of the workplace. Every time I walked the floor, Knife handers would bang on steel and make that ting noise. You would, you know the sound? The little triangle instrument would make during a music class at school. I was super grateful for the job opportunity and the good pay, but it wasn't what I was looking for in life. So at the end of the season, 
I packed my bags and headed to Australia with my girlfriend. Mahi, mahi, mahi. After arriving in Brisbane, Australia, I tried a few food technologist jobs, but I wasn't happy. So over three years, I kept changing jobs, looking for something that made me excited. A job that gave me a sense of fulfillment and purpose. That's where I found myself in my first business. I started as a self-employed personal trainer. In the gym, pumped and ready to go help people get fit and healthy. Before signing up, I spoke to the personal trainer manager at the gym. He told me, you'll have plenty of people to train and you'll be rolling in money. I got sold. Yep, the gym sold me all the high expectations yet delivered on very little. The first six months were hell. I left my full-time job driving forklifts to pursue my personal training adventure. In my first six weeks, I had only acquired two clients, hardly enough to pay the $240 per week contract to the gym to be called, quote-unquote, a personal trainer. My savings were almost done, and I was starting to panic. I wanted to reach out for advice, but there was no one. Throughout my whole life growing up, I never had any whānau running any businesses. The only people I saw running businesses were Pākehā, European people. That was my first big business breakthrough. I knew nothing at all about being in business. I was what you would call a quote-unquote technician, good at a single task. I had no clue about business, so what did I do? I picked up the phone and I started calling gym members offering free gym session. I managed to hustle and I got my head above water. But also, I got a call from my bro to go back and work part-time driving forklifts at my old job. The worst Christmas ever. I worked hard all that year, and then came to the worst part of my early business journey. Christmas. All my clients had gone on holiday, my part-time job closed down for a few weeks, I had no money coming in, and I still had to pay my $240 weekly rent to the gym. On top of all my usual living expenses, I paid all my bills and looked at my bank balance and I was dead broke. No money to buy any Christmas presents for my hapu wife and our one year old daughter. We barely had enough money to buy wheat bix and milk. I was so gutted. A year of gut busting hard work. 16 hour plus days to be stuck at home. Pohara. Poor. I felt like a failure. Right there was my second biggest realisation. I needed to find a way to get paid, even if I wasn't working. Even though we were pohara as, my wife managed to make our Christmas special. Fano was the one thing I could be grateful for. Resourcing up. Deep down I knew somehow I could make it work. All I needed to do was figure out the formula for success. How? If other people were doing it, why not me? The proof was all around me. So I made it my mission to go figure out this game called life. A fellow worker had given me the advice to read a book called Who Moved My Cheese. The first time he suggested it I was thinking in my head, Yeah right, ain't nobody got time for that. At the time, I let my ego get in the way of growth. Reading books was the last thing I wanted to do. I had to hit rock bottom for that lesson to sink in. If I had only listened to his advice three years earlier, things could have been a whole lot different. As the years went on, I started learning more about business. The first thing I did was watch Who Moved My Cheese on YouTube, a book about dealing with change. The lessons hooked me and were life-changing. Even though I was a slow reader, I started ripping into books, reading little bits here and there. 
Five to ten pages at most was all my ADHD brain could handle. My wife Atafai had a big hand in this. She came home one day from garage sales with a massive stack of books including Robert Kiyosaki, The Cashflow Quadrant, Napoleon Hills, Think and Grow Rich, Tim Ferriss's The 4-Hour Workweek, Zig Ziglar, Over the Top, Paulo Coelho, The Alchemist, Michael Gerber's Emoth Mastery, to name a few. Day by day I started learning more and more about business. I tried different business models like network marketing, affiliate marketing and digital marketing. I invested a ton into business coaching. They all help but audiobooks is where I found my personal development sweet spot. I was hungry, devouring books and audiobooks like a kid in a candy shop. Smashing through 10 to 20 audiobooks every month was typical. That's where I realised the third business breakthrough, the compound effect. As you learn more and your network grows, you tend to have greater success with every action you take. I continued coaching people while creating digital content like ebooks and online courses. The income was small but worth it because it was starting to pay me. There I learnt the power of residual income. Do the mahi once and get paid into your future days. I see people get started in business and they struggle so much. They are on the edge of breaking through and don't need to do much more to crack the income piggy bank. Only a few extra tweaks on what they already do could see exponential changes. Here's some colossal advice. Believe in yourself. You can do it. Success is in you. In this book, I will share with you knowledge to help you get through your first years of business. This way, you can avoid all the pain and hardship that I face. That is my gift to you, my koha, if you decide to take it on. Through my readings of hundreds of personal development books, taking courses and listening to countless hours of podcasts and audiobooks, I found the answers were right in front of me. Right there under my nose, circling in my blood, programmed into my DNA. Alpha Katoki Māori, Primal Māori Maxim. I will decipher them and show you how to apply them to your life and business. This way you can transform from surviving to thriving. If you are looking for a shortcut, here's the best one. Are you ready? Do the mahi. Work. Yep, that's the shortcut. Many of us try to be fancy and dance around the work. We create these brilliant, bulletproof master plans. But all we need to do is master the basics. Are you ready? Okay, let's do this. <laughs> and we're back. And we're back. So, <laughs> hope you guys enjoyed that first little uh, intro into the the book. Yeah. And my backstory, and pretty much our backstory. Will oh, was well. tearing up when he was listening to yeah. it. He always does. Yeah, it's pretty hard to hear. Like, oh, I think it's beautiful. Yeah, but mm. it's cool. Like it's it's like lessons. So many lessons, like and stuff, but. It's what you've gone through over mm. the past 15 years since we've been here from the beginning yeah. without children all the way up to being married with two children. Yeah. And so it's just it's a lot. Yeah. It's cool to sort of like, because I guess when you hear it, when I hear it or re- when I read it to myself, I can kind of go right back to that time where it actually happened. Are you proud of where you are? Yeah. Hard. Good. Hard. It's, yeah, man. It's just like, you know, it's a learning curve. Like, and, and sometimes, like, you know, you, you can hear the best advice from people, but you don't take that advice mm. until you find yourself in this position where it's like, oh, 
I should have listened or, okay, uh, I see where I can use this yeah. now. Like, because sometimes you're just like, what do I need to know oh that my for? Like, gosh, you know? Yes. When I was so, listening to your introduction and the cordial power, which is what yeah. we just listened to, which is what you all would have just listened to, I always cringe only because I know we were in a different position in our relationship back then. And it always makes me cringe because although you would have heard um, how I got those books for you and I supported you and stuff like that, I, I just wasn't on that same kind of uh, brainwave like kind of vibe of trying to get out of the grind yeah. because I was um, a, because I'm a stay-at-home mama and I was looking after the kids. I ignored our finances. Yep. Um, and we never had that kind of um, open discussion about our finances and monetary um, struggles. And as silly as it might sound, um, I didn't know the struggles, the, the, the deep struggles, that, that heavy, heavy, heavy financial burden that you had on your, on your shoulders. You were paying for us and our bills and any kind of... Um, like fun stuff we did on top of paying for two new humans um <laughs> extra humans and um starting your business businesses or trying to start businesses and being a personal trainer as a business so yeah. it just it's it's a it i can't help but reflect on it too and there's so much that you can go into when it comes to finances and relationships Oh, yeah. Like, so much. Like, look how much we've grown just by having that conversation mm. over and over and over again and looking at everything, like, both of us. Yeah. So, I feel one of the best things that a relationship can benefit from is having, like, open communication and, and having empathy yeah. for the other person. Like, yes. really trying to understand how they're feeling from their point of view. Yep. And it's hard. It's 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 hard as, and you need to work on it, like, and it ain't going to be easy, like, mm. from the word go, like, when you start doing it, mm. don't expect it to be perfect. Mm -hmm. don't, e mm -hmm. don't even expect you to be able to communicate properly. Don't expect to know everything. Yeah. You think that you know everything, like... I look back on that and even um, the last big, big blowout we had uh, as in like huge argue, financial argument we had was about probably about two years ago. I remember standing in our room and we were talking about, um, you know, how you're, how you're wa working and it just, just the way that I structured my sentences, I remember. It wasn't just like we both had... Well, Sorry, we both had uh, things that we were kind of not being um, empathetic about each other's uh, part in this relationship and household. And just the simple going, uh, like, oh, I'm tired, Atafai. I'm tired, I work, you know, long hours I do overtime, da 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 And I was like, I know you're tired. I know that you work hard. I know that. I get it. I do too. And I remember the look on your face like, you have no idea, Atafai. And when you <laughs> said my full name, I was like, oh, snap. Uh, 
But like, do you know what I mean? Like, there's so much when yeah. it comes to finances in a relationship, and yeah. and and it continuously grows. But you've got to. I think we're at that point where, even though sometimes it can be hard and a bit of a struggle, we we know that hey, Will's feeling this way. At the, there's there's something there, or Atafai's feeling this way. There's something there we need to um, discuss and maybe go over a few times. Whereas back then, we were like, oh hell no, mm. we are equal in this relationship. I know how hard I work. I know how you know what I mean. Like you just know you know everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you think you know everything. You think you know everything. Yeah. So and that it, was it, cool reflection. Yeah, and it's something that you that you work on all the time. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, it's funny, like, because there's this thing that um, Chris Rock says all the time. He goes, relationships, easy to get into, hard to maintain. And it's so true. Mm-hmm. Man, to maintain a relationship, you got to work, like, constantly all the time. Yeah. And um, one one thing that really, really, really helped um, with, you know, is showing gratitude and being grateful. Yeah. Like sometimes you just get complacent and you and you expect people to do things, mm. and when and when you expect things and they don't happen, you can get this kind of uh, resentment sort of grow inside of you, like probably more inside your inside your mind and inside your heart type yeah. of thing. Because you're expecting, well, I think it's Tony Robbins, he said, like, one of the best things you can do is to not expect anything from anybody. Because when you don't expect anything, everything that people do for you, you appreciate it. That was so hard. Do you know, it's still a hard pill to swallow mm. that don't expect. Yeah. Because, you know, you don't give, um, you don't give with the thought, or the expectation of receiving. Yeah. But like when you're kind and you put kindness out there, when you're kind to people and those people turn around and consistently hurt you and, and their loved ones, especially that's the biggest one, when yeah. they're whanau, you expect them to be kind and supportive. And I know that. I know that that's just being naive. But – that was the hardest one for me to let go of because I expected because you're whānau and I'd do the same for you because I love you and I support you. Yeah. That when it wasn't reciprocated, it was it hurt. And I'm just, yeah. that's yeah. why and it was that, so yeah, hard to yeah. let go of that one. I'm like, what do you mean don't expect? That's whānau. They should do that. Yeah. yeah. So that was a hard pill to swallow that one. Yeah, it's that still, is a, it's a hard one. But once you sort of work with that, it's so freeing. Yeah, and then like mm-hmm. even with people you work with, you, you you know you sort of there are like people in your there may be people in your workplace that sort of do things, mm. and you're like, man, why are you doing that? But then there's then the on the flip side, you want to be grateful for that person who's at that mahi because they do things that you don't want to do, and if they weren't there, that means that you're going to have to do that mahi that you don't want to do, but because they're there. They do that mahi yeah. that you don't want to do. So you've got to be grateful for them yeah. being just being there. So like, you know, you might get hoha with people at work, at home or whatever. But, you know, 
you can, if you want to, you can look for those things that they do good. Yeah, that, for sure. You know, that allows you to, you know, be free and do what you want to um, want to do sort of thing to yeah. a certain degree. You know what I'm saying? And if they're hurtful, yeah. you shouldn't hold on. Stop holding on to something. You wouldn't hold on to a hot piece of coal. You'd throw it away. You'd let go of it. So if that person continuously hurts you, you shouldn't be holding them, expecting them. One day they're going to love me. One day they're going to, you know, give me what I've been waiting for. Just let go. Yeah. But yeah, when it comes to the book, that's what I really liked. Or uh, uh, well, the introduction, sorry, and the kōrero was pa. It was a cool reflection into the beginnings of where we are at now yeah. and our mindset and how open we are and understanding the hard work and like what you were saying jay-z said how do you say it again i'm not a businessman i'm a business man yeah well he's yeah. like a homie way of saying it but like do you know what i mean yeah mm. so you are the business what everything you do you are the business like how you operate at home that's your business you know you know when you're at work you know are you that person that drops the rubbish on the ground and leaves it there or do you pick it up and put it in the rubbish like it's those real little things that can go can you can sort of look at them and think oh it's not really that big of a deal but really it is a big deal like say if you go to the shopping centre and you got your your all your car and your groceries in your trolley and then you go to your car and then you put those groceries in your car, are you the person that takes that trolley back to the trolley bay or do you just let it roll and just leave it in the car park, you know, wherever? Yeah. You know, you you gotta look at those little things that like for people like me, if I was to employ somebody and they just left that, that trolley in the car park, that would be a red flag. I'll be like, you know, I can't trust this person to do the little things right. Yeah. You know? What are they if they if they're not gonna do the little things right when I'm present, yep. what are they gonna not do when I'm not present? Yeah. So you know, those little things go a long way and I think that's kind of like a little bit of uh old school it shapes the way Principles, your business yeah, will be, yeah. just like you said. Yeah. And then what else did I like? I liked, oh, I loved, um, uh, like, the beginnings of where everything started when it came to reading, when it came to audiobooks. Oh, man, I remember those mm. days. I remember looking at you going, like, I mean, this is way in the beginning. I remember <laughs> looking at you and going, why are you listening to books? <laughs> why are you reading books like you know oh man i remember the first book that i bought for myself like from a it was a like a book on money by yeah. this australian dude who was over here at a garage sale <laughs> yeah. i got it for a dollar yeah um because i didn't really understand what i needed to do with my money yeah like because i felt like we were always constantly trying to pay pay our bills and then you know if you don't sort of manage your money properly and then you get this i don't you know people who pay the bills or the would recognize that you your bills kind of come in waves mm. they come in waves like and you might get smashed like by three big bills in a row like power bill mm. um water bill mm. uh you know car registration 
all in the all in the span of this of like a week or something mm. but like if you understand that that's going to happen you kind of need to prepare for it yeah like put your money away each pay so that like whenever your bills come in yeah you're always got money you know you've got money it's already paid for because you've you've you know you're siphoning that money off into a separate bank account that you can't touch <laughs> it's only for bills yeah and that kind of stuff and you know that's what that book taught Did it? me oh yeah. that's so yeah. cool that's why we've like whenever we get a bill it's like sweet. we've never we got been it. we've yeah for many years eh? in the beginning like i i remember i remember yeah. being like babe all goods just take it out of there and then we'll just put it back when i get paid and <laughs> oh, oh so bad so uh, what are the things i can name cracker, so man. many cool funny, eh? yes. like, well not cool it wasn't cool uh, yeah some no, no, at no. the time but then when you look back at it, it's like you're oh, like what were you doing yeah hard out like oh <laughs> like what about I think when I got, what were my things? I was just so blasé with my money. I look back and I'm like, oh my Lord. Like even when I was at uni, yeah, I remember I had this system going. Oh my God. <laughs> Here I we go, find out, get ready. I had this system and every time, so how it worked is I went and got a lay-by and each time I got paid, so I got paid fortnightly, I would pay for, so I'd pay for some of the lay-by and then start a new one and then the next pay, I would pay for the first one and then I'd have like the second payment of the second one and then start a new one, so I was constantly getting new packages. (laughs) (laughs) So I had like lay-bys going for about, I don't know, a good eight months. <laughs> <laughs> and then I remember when we came over here and I was a shocker. Like, the world was like, you know, like choked, like choked, like, um, no, we can't do anything. We can't do anything with our money. we got to protect it. And I was like... <laughs> 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 I was just like... I was just like I was just like skipping around gang and just throwing my money. Oh, I remember one time we were walking down and we had gone shopping. Like, as oh, sorry, excuse me, sir. Um, like, we went for a shop. Well, I went for a shopping spree. And then, like, the mall was closing. Like, you took me there for the whole day. And Harmy, your brother, was oh, with yeah. us. And I remember we were going to the car park. Yeah. And you know those salespeople in the middle? Yeah. Yeah. They like approached me, and I just, I, I, I hate it when they do because I look at their little faces and I think, oh, and I feel sorry for them because I'm like, oh man, you're lying to me. But then they say all these things, and it makes me excited, and I know I'm getting hassled. And then I walked away with some spun, um, I don't know, some face thing, and Hami goes. But you know you just got hustled, eh? And I say, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but then oh, now we, we're a lot more balanced mm. and way more happier now. But just, oh, just reflecting on all those bloody things that we went through. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I'm really excited about this book for. Yeah. So I'm really excited for to go through chapters 
one through to four. Yep. So those were a few of the things that I loved about the introduction, and I really love how you are going to do these corridors with pa. I really love that kind of fun side of it. Um, yep. Because it's all the kinds of chats that we have with our grandparents, aunties, uncles, parents that we have had, but you never really look at it in a way that can lead into these big businesses, into big money makers. It's like foundations that have been taught or we've already had these conversations Mm. before with people that we love. So no like and trust, you know, there's no barriers up. But when you reflect on these kinds of memories you can really like put them into action for a really great business. So mm. that's what I really loved. And I love how you've um, done, you know, mini Wuramu with your nanny pa. Yeah. I really, really love that. And that Artify character, oh, ballerina, what a fantastic future she would have had. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? What did you like? Oh, you know, I, I just... Listening to like it because it's been a while since I actually wrote it, so it was really cool to hear it, hear it again. And um, yeah, I just, you know, I just know that it's just full of, full of like wisdom that you know. Yeah. And I'm I'm so grateful that I was in this sort of position where I started looking at. Um, you know, Fakatoki Māori, mm. and and it was just this connection between me reading all these Pakia books, yeah, um, written by Americans and whoever else, and yep. and then I was just going, man, this is just like this Māori Fakatoki that we have, and it's just like you always this said that this to was us. just the same, and I was just like, this is just these principles yep. that we already knew, but like, yeah, to apply them in in a you know in a way. In a business sense, yeah, yeah, I just, you know, saw that connection between what we had already been taught, like growing up, yeah, to what these people were saying in these books that people were paying, like, you know, a lot of money beautiful. for, and I was like, man, it was already there. It was just blind, yeah, really, just really blinded by, I don't know. Well, because that's yeah. not how you learn business. Mm. You know, you you're not that was sarcastic sarcasm yeah. by the way. You're not you don't think that you can learn business in that type of way, eh? Yeah. yeah, so So I thought it was cool how you you kinda introduced that to us. I never really understood what Fakatoki was. Yeah. And yeah. then when you like introduced or, or or yeah, actually you introduced pretty much all of them. Um it was really bomb to see it and really beautiful in yep. such a creative, um, colourful way. Mm. I liked that. And, and the way that I've just um, put it together so that you can go, oh, look at this Whakatoki and go, oh, this is how it applies to business. Can I ask a question yeah. when it comes to Whakatoki? Yeah. Just because of other people that I've heard talk about. Um, so it's like, is it like a Māori quote? Proverb. Proverb. Yeah, proverb yeah. or quote or like, you know, yeah. some type of um, advice. Is there only, when you read a whakatoke, is there mm-hmm. only one way to, um, how do you say, to, to, to take it? Do you have to know its origins? Do you have to understand why it was written, where it's 
from? Are only are you allowed to use all of them, or do you have to be from that certain tribe? I mean, is there any rules when it comes to that, or is it all depending on how you interpret? Are you allowed to interpret it your way? And then, um, I mean, I know there's no rules. It's, yeah, but like. Is there rules? You know, I don't know. To be honest, like okay, that's interesting. The way I look at it is like you know, you take from it what you want to take from it. Yeah, yeah. Because you see a lot of people get really, really um, aggressively tight, uptight about things like that. You do, you see it all the time, and and you're not allowed to interpret things away, or or um, what do you say? uh, not a stab at, hang on, I'm just looking for the word of my brain. You're not allowed to. Shit, I forgot the word. It just, my brain farted and it just went all the way out. So you're not, oh, apply. <laughs> that was the big word I was <laughs> trying to look for. You're not allowed to, it's like you're almost not allowed to apply um, a whakatauke to your life the way that you interpret it like it's like it was created and it means this and you're only allowed to be like think of it in this one way but you see so many different people in our culture and I know you know like I flow and things are going really cool yeah. and I'm learning things when it comes to um, our culture or our language or our tamoko or anything like that or I have conversations with yourself or I read sank or see sank and oh it's so cool and then and then you go into the comments and I know I should never go into the comments but there's people saying no you shouldn't do it this way no you shouldn't do it that way it yeah. shouldn't be used this way or shouldn't be said that way it's um it shouldn't be worn that way um men can't do it women can't do it da, 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 da. and yep. it's like man it makes me afraid and yep. that's what i like about you is that you never have and if someone's got a problem with well, then move on Go and find somebody else that uses it in the way that you want. Well, I think it all comes back to, you know, what my nan, what he said. Yeah. When you're on the marae and people will challenge you and say you're wrong, you know, even though you're not really wrong, you're not wrong at all. They've just, you know, and you've got evidence, data, statistics, you know, to show that you're right. And this person will still argue black and blue that you're wrong. Yeah. You know, you can't change those people's minds because they're, you know, they're stuck or they're letting the ego blind them or whatever it is. But, yeah. you know, that's why when I when I do my videos, I'm like, you know, when your attitude is right, the facts don't count because the facts are just other people's opinions. And that's all that they are, other people's opinions. And if they want to look at it at that point of view, well, Katie Point, that's their point of view. Like, there's not a lot that you can do to change people's minds. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and it's um, and it's like you know when we went to Matariki, um, in yeah. Dr. Rangi Matamua was doing his corridor on the stage about Matariki, and then, you know, he said the same thing. Yeah. And I knew this was going to happen, and it still probably will happen. Like with this book that I've written there, people are going to come at me maybe and say, oh, 
okay to hear that's wrong. Okay. What you've said in in the way you've interpreted it's wrong. Yes. Oh and he said the same thing. People come and challenge him about Matariki all the time and say that he's wrong. Does do you But argue, he's like, well, you do know Do you argue with it or do you just go, Okay, move on? I'm like the way I take it as I'm like, oh, okay, to play, like whatever you want to do, you believe in what you want to believe. This is what I believe. Okay, cool. And I'm like, don't try and change my mind and convince me that I'm wrong. Mm. You have your belief. You can go and tip your high there, go, you know. Go write you Yeah, book. go write your <laughs> own puka puka. Okay. Cool. No, nah, yeah. thank you for that. Yeah. It just, it's just something that was it has always yeah. been on my mind since you said you were gonna write this book i absolutely loved it but i you know still have my little things mm. that my hiccups that i need to work on which is caring what other people think it's a big yeah. thing of mine as you know but um i suppose that was the one thing that i was kind of afraid of and using uh the um tenorangatera flag mm. but we've already gone through that which yep. was real interesting and we're really proud of you. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Thank you for that. I thought that was cool. Yeah, cool. So um, that's the first little intro. The next episode will be chapter one and another little uh, freestyle review by me and Natafoy yeah. of the chapters. And if you guys, if you guys want to leave any feedback, um, we are opening up the Facebook group. Yes. There has been a Facebook group attached to Chu Moldy. <laughs> <laughs> Facebook page for a long time and there has been a lot of people wanting to get inside that group but I just haven't opened that group yet. Because it's a lot to manage, yeah. you've got a million things. Look, we're, we're trying to um, condense our mm. pages and our mahi and stuff like that so we can really interact with people, especially when it comes to this book, Business, Māori and Business. Yeah. So uh, we're going to be opening up this page. Yeah, so that now? Facebook group will be, will be open okay. as of this podcast will be will be live okay. you guys can go head over to um facebook uh us to moldy mm-hmm. and you'll see on the page there there's a there's a group attached to the page yeah just click on that if you want to join and then you know you can um jump in there leave your corridor in there feedback about the podcast episodes okay. um if you've purchased the book you can leave your corridor you know your thoughts about the book in there mm-hmm. if you have any questions you want to ask me or even notify about you know business you know, drop them in there. And cool. um, this is going to probably be the best way for you guys to interact with us yep. directly. We'll be in the Facebook group. Yeah. Yeah, so we're opening that up now. So and share anything. Please share anything. We're so open to learn just as much as you are. Yeah, and we want to help people as well because, you know, obviously after listening to this episode, you know that we've had our struggles and we've overcome a lot of them. But, yep. you know, as you grow, so do you challenges. So you got to continue to grow so you <laughs> yep. can overcome those new challenges. It never ends. It never ends. But um, as long as you're growing, man, that's the best thing that you can be doing. Yes. Yeah. But anyway, finally, I think we've uh, <laughs> overextended this episode yeah. to the max. As and <laughs> we do, but you should be used to it by but now. But yeah, I hope, you know, if if you guys ho-ho with it, Come and join the Facebook Do group. you know what's funny though? <laughs> I actually got a message the other day. Yeah. Um, 
and it said, I really loved your guys' episode. I don't know which one it was. Yep. Sorry. Um, and it was nice. It was short and sweet. And I was like, hey, and it was half an hour. And I was <laughs> like, oh, my gosh, how long do we usually talk for? Oh, I don't know. Do we talk for pretty long, eh? Some of them can go for long and some of them are short. But I love long ones. Yeah. Or yeah. try and do short ones. Do you guys want short, sweet ones? Because that's really hard. I feel sorry for my husband because I can go on and on. Yeah. Oh, no, nah, I don't mind. Like, sometimes we just go on a roll and then we just, we're just rolling. Yeah. yeah. And it's all good. But, yeah, if I know, we'll open up that Facebook group. Just head over to Ask Chew Māori on Facebook. I'll put the link on the website as well at chewmaldi.com so you guys can just go over to the website and go, oh, here's the Facebook group. And, you know, that'll link straight over to Facebook. But, um, yeah, fun. I hope you enjoyed that. Keep an ear and an eye out for the next one. Yep. And, um, yeah, so four more chapters of um, the book to go. Yep. And, um, yeah, we'll see you on the next episode. Chirp. See ya.